Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS. Got a great interview. This is show 891. Got a returning guest. We got Ben from Cadence WP returning. We had a fabulous discussion. I, I think it was over a year ago. Time flies, doesn't it, Ben? Uh, I mean, it certainly does. So, Ben, would you like to give the new audience and listeners a quick 20, 30 second intro about yourself and what you do at Cadence WP? Yeah. So, I'm the founder and lead, uh, product lead for Cadence. Um, WP, which we create tools to help people build effective websites. We specifically focus on WordPress and the front end. How do we give you the tools to design and create the content that is going to make your site effective? So theme and blocks plugin is kind of our primary, um, you know, our primary tools. And then we have like extensions beyond that into WooCommerce and into pop-ups and conversion optimization and things like that. Yeah, it's fantastic. We use it at WP Tonic, been delighted with it, and I've been really looking forward to this interview with Ben. We're going to be going around about why, what was the kind of story around Cadence, how Ben's started to develop it, what he sees as the challenges around Gutenberg um, and the opportunities. We've got a a number of great questions should be a great show but before we go into the meat and potatoes we've got a couple messages from our major sponsors we'll be back in a few moments folks tired of hosting providers that can't handle high traffic loads Convesio is here to help our platform can handle any amount of traffic all without slowdown or crashing with immediate slack support performance optimization and a team that thrives on resolving technical challenges your e-commerce business is in safe hands learn more about Convesio at Convesio.com are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging sensei lms by automatic is the original wordpress solution for creating and selling online courses Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. We're coming back. I want to also point out, I've got a new sponsor for most of December. It's OmniSend. OmniSend is an SMS and text messaging plugin. They had a great following or still do with Shopify, but they saw the light, folks, and thought they would um, go into the Woo space. It's specifically aimed at WooCommerce, but you can use it on a learning management membership community-focused website. looks a fab pop, Rod. Pro- plucking i'm struggling that's not the scotch either it's too early for the scotch <laughs> uh, um so i like our great leader uh, um so uh yeah it's just fantastic you can find more information about this plugin plus the other 
major sponsors, plus a curated list of other great plugins and WordPress services by going over to wp-tonic.com slash deals, wp-tonic.com slash deals, and you'll find all the goodies there. What more could you ask for? Probably a lot more, but that's all you're going to get from that page, folks. Sorry to disappoint. I've made a lifetime disappointment. So, <laughs> oh, Ben, at least I get a laugh from Ben. You know, something get, get, I think they're not bad, are they? They're not bad jokes, <laughs> but you know, something no. gets, I, I get no response from them at all, Ben. Uh, um, so, Ben, I don't know if we touched this in our last chat, but it was so it was a while ago. I'm, I'm getting so old, my memory, I can't even remember what I said yesterday. So, um, what was the kind of what's the kind of founding story behind Cadence? Because I know you were totally independent, and then you partnered um, with I don't know, solid. Is it is the official's title now solid? Yes, <clears throat> solid WP. Um, and, and in fact, we have an umbrella company uh, called Stellar WP, yes. which is where Cadence and Solid and Learn Dash and the Events Calendar and um, <clears throat> Iconic all are brands inside of that. And that is owned then by a hosting company, which is Liquid Web and Nexus um, yeah. hosting. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a fun dynamic. But Cadence started with just me. Uh, I was doing freelance. Many people get in this way. I was building websites for people and the tools, or at least what I wanted to be able to do with the tools that were available, I couldn't do. <clears throat> and so I started to build out my own theme and some of my own um, plugins and was using them on client sites and decided, you know, hey, maybe I'll just release a, a, you know, a version of this for free out into the wild and see what people think and then um you know did that it got really popular that was a virtue theme back in uh 2013 um and on in that theme's heyday it was up to like 300,000 active installs that was around 2015 so that kind of took off and i um we made a pro version of it started selling that and before long i was like you know this is all i do now because the 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 support and the continual improvements on that product and uh just you know i was getting the sales and it was like this is what i should invest my time into and um it's a lot easier or i shouldn't say easier it's a lot different than doing freelance um but uh when you have significant growth it's very exciting and that was some very exciting years i quickly started to build a team and um and then you know like everything challenges i hit year three hit a challenge and we we went from our peak sales we cut our sales in half the next year uh and then it was at that point that i created cadence blocks um or i'm getting the timeline wrong here not year three at that point i created cadence membership i created a couple more themes and more products we started to build back up and then in 2020 created cadence blocks and launched that, and that really took company to the next level. So then in 2021, ended up selling to Liquid Web, which, you know, not like an acquisition where like I come and leave, but one where I come and get to be a part of 
driving this? I was at a place of like critical growth and trying to figure out how do you manage that? So getting some help and some people quickly and that was huge. And now I help lead product um, in other areas of Stellar too. So I'm able to consult with the, you know, the team at the events calendar to say, hey, how do we do this? How can we do this? And vice versa, I can go to some very smart developers. Well, you got you got some great talent. You know, you got the GiveWP people, haven't you? Which yes, um, you got some really great people. Yeah, um, under Stellar, haven't you? You know, some of them are not. I know we don't know one another that well. We've only spoke a couple of times, but I get a great feeling from you. You seem you're very talented, but you seem to be very grounded um, and humble, even though. And um, quite a few of the other stellar people, I get the same impression. Um, so, um, so was you was you kind of self taught, or did you go to university in computer science, or were you totally self taught, or was it a mixture? Uh, I was self taught on the coding side. Um, so I like to think of myself as not just a dev, but a a dev and product designer. Um. Uh, and probably not masters in either. I know a lot of devs who are a whole lot smarter than me, and I know a lot of designers who are a lot of, lot smarter than me. But uh, that being able to think about both, and so I went to the university for design and media arts and understanding how do you sell things through design, uh, and then the coding part was self-taught. Um, started when I was in high school. I uh, just got really interested in learning code and. You know, you start with the basics of Microsoft front page and learning how to tweak things in CSS, and then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be. Hopefully, I don't embarrass you here. I kind of rate you with some of the top people, um, like Pippin Williamson and Jack from WP Fusion. I kind of place you in the top ten percent of world. Well, I I appreciate that for sure. That's a compliment. So I think you've been very humble about what your achievements really. He hasn't paid me for that either, folks. <laughs> Don't say to be a check to say that. That's my honest opinion. Um, so where are we, with Gutenberg? Because I what. I want to be really supportive. There's been, it's been a strange project. It's very easy to criticize it in some ways, but on that, on the others, it's driving almost 45% of the internet. It's, it's 20, had its 20th anniversary. A lot of people have made a good living from it. And it had the web page building experience had to be improved otherwise it was going to die um but there's been a lot of con you know that's why i've stuck with well why i bought in because we we still offer animator but we were looking at because we knew gutenberg was the future so we offer with our hosting packages we offer um cadence as well and we let people choose, or they can use their own thing. Um, but we, I didn't want to go fully native because of what we've seen with full website editing, you know. It, um, so 
I knew about you. I had confidence in you, and I've been trying it on my own projects, and I've really loved the experience. You know, the, it's a bit. I kind of either I'm using anime to um, Beaver Builder or mm-hmm. um, Cadence, and kind of swapping around. But I've got it set in my mind now, and I just think you've done a fabulous job. But I, I've, I'm really delighted that I chose Cadence because. How you how you how do you see where the Gutenberg Native Project is, and how are you going to position Cadence WP and what you're seeing? Maybe you can give an outline. Yeah, that's a, a big question. So let's start with with the Gutenberg Project, and I would say <clears throat> it's come a very long way, and it you know what we have now. If you think about it from a, like, can I just start up WordPress? I mean, we're so used to, like, pick your theme, pick your plugin, pick your page builder, all that kind of stuff. But if you think about from one side of, like, you can get started now with a full site editing theme 2024 and customize that in ways that you were never able to do previously with any core theme. And it is a lot more intuitive than any experience prior to Gutenberg for a brand new user who's not coming in with the baggage that we are of like, I've tried 10 different page builders and I know what I like and what, you know, like, so in terms of like that, and then just like page speed, the improvements to using full set editing and just that basic setup to get your basic website going, which is what, you know, the part of the the growth we have to admit with, with WordPress is it is the free option out there. So you get a lot of entrepreneurs, you get a lot of people who are just starting up and they're trying to figure out, can I make a living doing this? Can I get something online? Can I get even just like, can I get my passions out there in the web and get feedback and get an audience? And that for that, I feel like WordPress has really progressed in the right direction. We have a tool that is very usable, creates a fast, responsive website. Um, I think where it gets tricky is that you have all of the people who built on WordPress over the years to make it more like that for their end users and also to extend it to, you know, the moon in terms of just being able to do anything you want to with this software is one of its huge superpowers is it was extremely extensible. And I think where we get a lot of the friction right now with the community, especially the the existing community is the way in which you extend it is changing. And it's not changing like it was this way and now it's this way. It is changing like fast and slow. Like the changes come fast, which is annoying because like today, if you go and build for it in six months, it won't work. But then at the same time, it's like, it's also like big changes that you have to like figure out, am I going to go all in on this? new way of thinking or am i going to support both am i going to go you know yeah that, that's why i like using cadence because i can leave those decisions to you and your team um, yes. you can be the interpreter of those decisions yeah um because i'm not having a back i i totally agree with you i think the team um that are running the gutenberg project the recent team are, apart from some very public um, trips, you know, about the debacle, about the short code and a couple other things. But in general, I think 
um, where they've been taking the project, it's, it seems a better direction in general. Yeah. Uh, but and I you still can get into, the, you can get into the nitty gritty of like, if, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and also like, we can all have our own opinions on structure, data structure. Like, did we do this data structure right? Did we do this transformation right? Should we have spent another two years developing Gutenberg and then released it and had a much bigger buy-in and a much bigger, a much more polished product? You know, there's a lot of ways that you could criticize how it's how how it is, but inevitably we're here. And is there a path forward? And do I see a path forward? Absolutely. Like I think. <clears throat> You know, it's you can critique a lot, and I could as well. But I do see a path forward of we can build on this. We can change the minds of our current customers to start thinking in new ways, and we can do it in a way that isn't, you know, <clears throat> isn't like okay, everyone has to remake their website. It's more of like gradual. Yeah, I'll wait into this. You can do that. Yeah, well, you touched about one of the major problems is that. They've been putting in changes and you built a site for a client because there's different buckets of user base here, isn't there? There's the DIY, the business owner, which you touched upon. Then there's the freelancer, quasi-implementer, which Divi really understood that audience because the founder came from a, that semi-background and he understood. And then you've got the agency and they're looking for something much more different than the DIY. And so you've got all these different buckets, haven't you, looking for different things. So it's a, um, I've just lost the track of where I was taking it. There was a plan where I was going, actually, Ben, but well, I lost it. But would you agree about the buckets? Absolutely, yeah. And I think that that's, like, it still is the power of WordPress, of, like, it can serve the brand new person who's coming in and never built a website before. And it can serve the agencies who are building these, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollar websites that are very complex and have crazy, you know, extra data and all of that, that they're yeah. working with. Um, before we touch upon that, because cadence from the more agency professional and looking to build more complicated websites, Cadence has been criticised a bit. It doesn't offer the functionality, but I think you got some new announcements um, that, that will t uh, change that situation. But I think before we go there, I think the two factors that are, that are reasonable criticism is that Gutenberg to get where it is, even though. You've got to take into account all the technical and practical hurdles. Does seem to have taken a very long time, and that that time has allowed that vacuum, like any vacuum in WordPress, people see opportunities, and that vacuum was filled it in with a, a number of website page building solutions, and that's great for them, and I wish them well. But the problem is it made this, the technical overhead for plug-in um, professional or plug-in producers in general increase because they had to support different page-building plugins. And the other decision, which is my personal 
stance is the decision of using React and not using Vue um, was the wrong decision because I just love Vue. I still da- I still dabble a bit, and I did, um, and I, I always just preferred Vue the way it works. The way, but that's a taste. That's the individual thing, isn't it? I, in some ways, I do understand the decision to go to React. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's just my personal. So first, would you agree that it's just the time it took and that had consequences? And what's your view about the choice of choosing React? <clears throat> the the time, I would say, definitely had consequences, especially were how long it's taken us to get through this stage. I don't think anyone thought that we would be you know, four years into like Gutenberg adoption and still have so many users using and choosing to use the classic editor. Yeah. So many users are not going to full site editing and I can lay out why. I mean, that to me is obvious. Full site editing is just not there yet, but well, there's a lot of people who are not going there. And so what it does is it creates a lot of confusion in the system and a lot of weird, uh, you know, it is, I can tell you from our side, it's weird to support full site editing and for the people that are using it and then not for the people that aren't. The way that the page loads different, the way that the whole editor experiences is different. And so that creates a lot of technical hurdle, like you said, of like developers trying to create a system that's like, this is how it's going to be used, except for like, but maybe it's going to be used like this and maybe it's going to be used like this. Getting all of that in this long of a transition, it's 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 long and there's consequences for it. And I think we're even seeing a general, you know, stalling out of market share of WordPress. And you, I don't know that I would point directly to Gutenberg as being the sole problem, but I think it's part of the problem. Yeah, so I'm, I, I would agree with you there. Is, is part of the problem. As for like using React Review, I don't have a strong opinion on that front. Um, I learned React first, and so then it's like, it just it's what it comes down to. What did you learn first? Or, I, you know, I I don't have like a real strong feeling, and that's where we could go back and say like, I we could criticize a lot of those early decisions that were made, and I think that there's some like it would be really good for there to be some open discussion about like, yeah, we made some of these decisions incorrectly in a closed room, not, not really opening up for um, more audience. And at the same time, I get the struggle of like, you bring too many people into decisions and you don't get anywhere. Well, you know, it's like anything, anything to do with leadership is a balance, isn't it? I think, yeah. I think having a committee, it's like, um, having a guidance committee, but then a, a kind of CEO has to be um, elected one individual for a four- or five-year period, and they should have the authority unless they do something financially or around the sexual area that um, will bring, bring discredit to the organisation They or financial shenanigans. They should be left alone to run things um we've got with guidance from the committee with those parameters that they can't jump in unless something that's already been written out you know so everybody knows where they stand to a certain degree 
But yeah, you're right. You've got to avoid what's happened to other similar open source projects where you have things run by committee, which normally ends up in disaster, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. You know, um, people just lose. They rather die somewhere else than face in another committee meeting. They rather take a gun and finish themselves yeah. off. Um, so. What are a couple of things that you wish you have learned in the process of building out Cadence WP? Because you have, you and your team, first first of all, what is this? No, I know it's a mixture of full-time contractors and that, but in a rough ball, what is the size of the Cadence team? Do you mind sharing? It's around, yeah, right around 20 people right now. Right. A little, like 18. And that's, you've got a... The largest part of that is support. Um, we, you know, we handle a lot of support, especially when you, anyone who's been in the theme business or even any page builder, when you're the the primary thing, you get the support of all the external extras. We get the support of like, hey, this obscure plugin is causing this error. We get that support. Um, and so we have a big support team to kind of handle all of that. Um, but yeah, so what? So what's a couple of things you you know? Well, before we go there, obviously some of your some of your major competitors in the Gutenberg block. I kind of I don't know if you see Cadence. I see Cadence WP as the the uh, modern version of um, Genesis, really. Of um, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, because they they are great team, obviously. Yep. Some of their key, uh, Brian's gone with um, WP Engine and um, Jason's a personal friend of mine. Um, and cool. they're just a great team, all of the people yep. at WP. They're the quality people because yep. Jason's a top individual. Um, so, the, but yeah, I, I see you, I see the same, you know, the two Brian's, they were both really quality people. And yeah. I see what, you know, I see that in you and what you're trying to do at Cadence. So I do see you as the modern version of Studio Press and Gen. But I never got into that really, Ben. I was always reluctant. I never really got into the Studio Press kind of I, scene. I, I didn't, but I have a lot of friends that did. And I really admired the community that they created and the... The, the sense of community that was there was extremely powerful. Yeah. Um, so what are a couple of things you, you know, on this journey to build up Cadence WP that you wish you knew you, you understood a bit or something? Are there a couple of things that you've learned through that if you were advising somebody, you would um, tell them? Yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. I, I would say, you know, I've made a ton of mistakes um, and and I've learned a lot and that's that's led to some successes. And um, I think, you know, if you're just starting out, um, one of the things that I, you know, everyone assumes is that the best product will win the day. And that is not true. The best marketed product will win the day. Um, and that I, 
I think it is crucial that anyone looking to start something go and learn marketing. Uh, you might get you you're going to need marketing help as you grow and all that stuff, but like there's a mindset a mindset shift that comes when you truly understand some of the basic principles of marketing and how to market that that will integrate into your product and it will take your product to a much more usable and marketable and successful product. And I see a lot of people who have great ideas, they have good execution, write good code, even good design, but they don't understand marketing and how marketing is such a key part of telling the story of your product and allowing your customers to buy into that story and use it. And I think that's like, like I would go and read StoryBrand and I would go and read Seth Godin and like get yourself, like teach yourself marketing, you know, even as a developer of a product, because I think that 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 needs, you need to understand the story behind what you're trying to accomplish in your product and get that story to consumers to, for it to be successful. That's great. That's really thing that's very insightful. So, um, kind of moved on, but we should, we should always cover this before we go for a mid break is what, you know, I mentioned there's been some criticism. I won't say criticism. That's probably not the right word. That's probably the wrong word, but I can't think of the right word. So, I mean, um, it can be criticism. I mean, we get lots of criticism. I well, you know, I think you, you, it's clearly aimed, but I've, it's criticized. People say, well, we're going to, I'm not going to name, we're going to, we're going to utilize this, this plugin, this page builder, or that page bit, and Cadence just can't do that intense um, query work that we're looking for. But I think you've got some um, announcements around that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So we just in the last two weeks released it our advanced query loop block, and it's by far our most complicated uh, from a technical standpoint block that we've ever created in terms of it uses a custom post type built on another custom post type to actually render out. So um, we have a custom database that runs all the indexing for it, and in short, it allows you to query posts of any type and any you can clear multiple types on your website. And then show those in any way you want to. You can design the card templates however you want to. And then you can apply filters that will live render on the front end. So you can sort by you know category or change the order or do all of that pagination and search all within one, one kind of container block that has a bunch of these kind of sub blocks in it, like filter blocks and pagination blocks and search blocks and all of that happens, and then we use Ajax and the REST NP endpoint, um, the REST API, to bring you live results or very, very quick results to those filters. So if you've got a ton of products and you want to see a certain category, you can click the category, and without having to reload the page, we'll bring up those posts from your database. And we've indexed all of the, that filtering so that it's a very quick query to the database. You're not doing these really exhaustive queries to bring that content up. So it's a very powerful block for doing things with any kind of query and filter um, on your website where you're like, I need to be able to change the order uh, that I'm seeing the stuff in. And I need to be able to, you know, have three different filters where I'm filtering by brand and I'm filtering by category and I'm filtering by some other attribute. 
you can now do that inside of, of Cadence Blocks with using our advanced query block, which is um, really exciting. And that's like been a big thing. The other thing that came with that is support for repeater field content. So using ACF, if you've got repeater fields, you can now um, basically source your repeater field block with a repeater field internal um, meta field and then subsource out whatever. So you can template out exactly how you want that metadata to look and then it'll repeat for as many repeater fields as you have. So there's some really cool stuff in terms of like that's much more advanced. Like you know, yeah, it's really uh, like, it's aimed at the higher freelancer agency. So yeah. so that's so you know so you seem because you really seem to understand um, the DIY, uh, the themes you provided, the framework, you really seem then we've integrated, we're offering Cajun child themes. We built out about a small library of 15 child themes awesome. that we offer at our particular market, which is membership at yep. Le- Learn Dash, you know, their major That's partner awesome. with us. Um, so we developed about 15 child themes and you helped us a little bit with a technical issue, which we're much appreciative, Ben. Um, yeah. But we just, it's just a fabulous framework. That's why I said, I see, you know, you're taking the kind of historical place of studio press. Um, I think we go to a break and what, when we come back, the question I'm going to start off with the second half of the show is, how in your judgment call, because some of your competitors have taken full site editing Gutenberg to art, but you seem to be waiting. And okay. I just I wanted to investigate what your Absolutely. position around this is. We're going to go for our break, folks. I, I think it's been a fabulous chat so far. Um, it's always great talking to Ben. We will be back in a few moments, folks. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to lifterlms.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. I just want to point out, we've got another temporary um, with us for the month of December. We've got Cloudways with us, and they're doing a special offer. Um, you get 40% off for four months. Um, you can find all the details by going over to wp-tonic dot com slash deals and you'll find the coupon code on that page for the cloud ways offer we really appreciate them being a, a sponsor this month for the wp tonic show which is independent media and it does really help cover the costs of producing the show um right so no, like I say, some of your competitors, I don't know where the Divi is because I, I think they're still in tra- transition. Obviously, they've made it totally public that they're going to Gutenberg and offer a block solution similar in some, the business model in some ways similar to your own journey. 
then you got a Capoala, that um, major block competitor, Gutenberg in the block area. But they've decided to embrace form website editing. You, which I I understand, but I don't really agree with. I I was I actually agree with your position because I, I sense that you're just watching. Um, what's what? What are some of the key things you're watching before? Do you think at some stage that cadence will embrace full site editing? Then, if that's the case, what are some of the triggers that would make you and your team decide it's time to embrace it? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. It's one we get a lot, and I think where where I stand is if you want to build in full site editing because there's something about it that you really like go for it. 2024 is a great theme. You can use cadence blocks and build in that. And that's awesome. And more power to you. I would say that for the majority of people, they have not tried full site editing. And then they come to us and they say, why don't you support full site editing? And I say, well, have you tried it? (laughs) And to which they say generally no. And I said, well, please go and try it and come back to me and tell me what you liked and what you didn't like about it. And the general feedback I'm getting and the reason why we're reluctant and waiting and I wouldn't say waiting we're we're planning is that full site editing is nice if I want a brochure website but if I'm doing anything more complex than that if I want any kind of complex navigation complex header any kind of different layout from my my desktop header to my mobile header all of a sudden that becomes a real challenge in Gutenberg and just being able to say like I want my logo in the center and logo on the left on mobile. You get some weird stuff going on where you're like, I want the nav here, but I want it over here on desktop. And that can be um, what is holding people back. And so what we're targeting is to say, there's not a whole lot of benefits to using full set editing. You can make an argument and I would say it's a pretty weak one, but you can do it. You can make an argument that it's a little bit faster. You you can make an argument that it's a little bit easier for a new user to use. Uh, I can kind of buy into that. It's a little bit weird to be like, I need to edit my header and the customizer and my content in the page. So I get that. Like there's that, that flow is weird. And it would, you know, with the, site editor and full site editing, you don't have like two different areas of design. But it's not easier if you're not familiar with just even understanding how templates would work. That's where it gets people really lost when they can't just go and click a button to say, I want a sidebar on this page. That all of a sudden becomes a very complicated thing to pull off if you're not very familiar with templating and with understanding how to use some of the tools. So there are some benefits and then there are some big, big drawbacks. And especially when you get into doing dynamic stuff where you're triggering certain sections of content on certain pages at certain places, all of that starts to get a little bit weirder with full set editing. So we're targeting it as we're going to work through the navigation and header piece and build that out. That's currently a project we're working on internally to say, we're going to create the best dang header 
navigation block experience we can. And that's going to be a bit of a mix. I mean, one thing that I've been pushing for and that is important to me in terms of the way that we're we're building with full site editing is that there is two different modes that people are in when they're building website. One is is more of a data entry kind of mode, like, hey, I have this data that I need to get on this website, and they're not thinking about design. And the other one is like, I need this data to look pretty. And there's a lot of times where that can be merged, and a lot of times where it's actually way better if that's separate. If you're thinking about entering in a list of like, this is how my navigation is going to be versus designing my navigation. And so we're going to build kind of interfaces for like, how do you do data entry on this? And how do you do design on this? And that's like, that's the key, I think, like big key right now. The other one is like WooCommerce, so much of our customer base, so much of the like customer base, are they're using other plugins as well. They're using WooCommerce, they're using LearnDash, they're using other tools. And those tools aren't yet there yet. They're not ready yet for <laughs> editing because every so like there's no rush to this. There's no reason to dive in right now. You're not building something that's not going to work in, in five years if you're building it in a classic theme because we know classic themes are going to be around for a long time and that this transition into Gutenberg is going to take a long time to get into full site editing. I think eventually Mullenweg will get us all there. He, his his push and his drive is going to push WordPress into the majority of people using full set editing themes. I don't think that will be the entirety of people using WordPress. There will be a lot of people using WordPress that don't use full set editing themes. And I see that for as long as people use WordPress. And so we're we're approaching it of like, we're going to support, we're always going to support how you built it. I still push up updates to the virtue theme that was created 10 years ago. I make sure that theme wow. works on people's websites. If their site, like if you have a site right now and you have the virtue theme, it still is going to work. So we're not going to abandon anything or make it like, oh, you have to do something. But coming up here and now, yeah, but do you do you think that's realistic, really? Because you know, I think there's, you know, you don't want to end up what like um, Jabot, you know, a couple of other uh, well-known. Um, open source CRMs, you know, they had major updates cut off, but too many too often, and that destroyed the confidence in... I, I wasn't that bothered because I'm biased. I don't think they were evil. Them were, were as good as yeah. WordPress. They were good. They were good in certain aspects, but they didn't... Um, the people that um, pushed them didn't understand the totality of the platform. Um, but on the other hand, don't you think that sometimes there needs to be, you know, as you give the people a lot of notice, there needs to be, because technology does move on, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say this, that I'm not, I'm not, we don't promote the virtue theme on our website. I don't, no one should be building with the virtue theme today, right? That technology does move forward, but I don't think that, like, we could have gotten to a place where, where Mullenweg said, okay, from Gutenberg forward, that is going to break backward compatibility. But we didn't go there. And we, and, you know, we took on that, the weird data structure that we have right now, where all of your content gets saved as HTML in the post 
meta, you know, the post content field. I don't see a scenario where we have to cross some bridge at this point that says this is going to break everyone's site unless they update to a new system. Yeah, that would be a, a difficult feed to handle, would it? That would, and so, yeah, I'm not building any features for Virtue. I'm just making sure that it's got PHP compatibility and then it still works. And I think that that's the key of like, I don't think people need to have fear today of being like, if I don't build with full site editing today, will my site still be good in five years? I think absolutely it will be. I think there will be a lot of people using classic themes, the customizer, the whole experience. But do I think in five years that if you built a new site, you would be using a classic theme? Probably not. And I think that's the difference. Well, hopefully I'll be using cadence and just a start of the I'm uh, I'm planning on that. I'm I'm you know, I'm that's what we're building toward is that you would be using cadence. And you know, eventually cadence will have the options to say, hey, do you want to start full site editing? Yeah, I'm not going to do it next year, but the year after, you know, the WP Tonic site is a very large website and it's a Hobbs, it's a mixture of different bits, but it, it's a massive, you know, because I produce a lot of content and it's, yep. it's got a lot of pages, a lot of posts, it's, um, but maybe the end of next year, going to move it into Cadence because the amazing job that you and your team, you seem fanatical about speed. You, yes. It's, I'm busy. Gotta be performant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because trying to, you know, there's a lot of independent um, evidence out there that Cadence and you and your team have done a fabulous job on there. I can only imagine the amount of energy you've had to put in to keep it those speed yep. up. And even in the last year, like some of our biggest updates over the last year were improving front end performance with the way that our JavaScript was written and updating and refactoring. And I think that that's a key part of of yeah, just to where the web is going and where cadence will continue to it's, stay. it's bonkers really, isn't it? This whole field is a bit bonkers, isn't it? Because people's expectations and their wants around the different things that they want to do with their website presence. And then they want speed as well, don't they? But their their requirements are ever-expanding, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people want autoplay video, 10 different autoplay videos on their homepage, and they want that to be loading in, you know, half a second. And that's, um, you know, those are challenges. And they're not impossible challenges. They're just challenges. So when it comes to cadence, you know, in the next 12 months, 18 months, where generally, where would you like Cadence WP to be? What would you think, what would you see as a good place for it where you would be, now you always got to be pushing it, um, but, you know, you're, in, in the next 12 months, 18 months, I think that's a reasonable, any further out, that's just yeah, impossible. Awesome. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, Nobody, exactly. You know, yeah. so... Any thoughts you know like to share with the audience? Yeah, I think so. One thing that we're, you know, it's very short term. We've got some some goals, some things. We just released a pre-release of Cadence Blocks with AI, so you'll be able to generate sections that have AI content and um, more uh, unique to you images and things like that. 
as we go forward, AI generated starter templates is like part of what we're we're going to try to wow. really land into the field. And then along with all of that, you talked about like you guys have a child theme builders. We're going to be re-looking at, okay, let's make these leaps. We've got some new leaps here with AI. Now, how do we get this stuff to the people who are building more niche? Because we need to keep creating the data and the the software to allow all of these niche people. So we've got the feminist blogging sites that are building out beautiful feminist blogging themes. Let's get them the tools they need to build and to speak to that audience. And so that's kind of the thing for me is I want to figure out how we take the innovation jump that we're about to go through with AI into cadence. And then how do we get these tools to our, our, you know, this audience, this marketplace that's using cadence to power these kind of niche um, solution based stuff that is, is leads to great, great success for those people. And um, so, yeah, I'm, that's like, that's the thing that's really exciting me is like, how do we make this onboarding experience better for users? And then how do we allow all these people that are very smart in their specific areas, the tools they need to. Well, I think you're spot on because I think a lot of people, a lot of people get fixated with Squarespace and Wix. Um, but the truth is that the real, every niche sector, every industry sector, um, has a group of um, SaaS-based competitors to WordPress um, that any industry in, you know, at WP Tonic, it's membership, learning management systems, buddy boss. That's what we do. That's what we talk about. That I have enough of yep. podcasts around membership. That's yep. really grown a lot. I started it over a year ago. And it's grown a lot and get a lot of good feedback about it. Um, but yep. we have competitive, we have, our main competitors are SaaS based. They're endless, you know, but if I say that there is only like three, like three of them that are any good compared to WordPress. That's Kajabi, Podio, and the, there's and maybe Mighty Networks. Um, you know, circle kind of it bolts on to WordPress. That's what's their focus was, but of you know, but there's there's army of them. But the truth is, there's only about three, three or four that I would, if somebody totally says, oh, I just don't want to touch WordPress. Um, you got to respect the decision. Um, I obviously I because digital um, ownership sovereignty is really important for me and i just don't think it's a great idea to build your web your whole online business on somebody else's property um you want as much digital sovereignty as as you can get absolutely um so that's why in business terms i think it's still a great idea so um that's my little bit um but so i I totally agree with you there um so what, what are some of the tools, services that you utilize daily, weekly, monthly um, that, you know, some SaaS products some WordPress stuff, whatever comes in your mind that, because um, that's the other thing, the other, I think the great position of WordPress with, in our, um, I see key plugins as key 
Lego blocks. Um, got, I got this metaphor from Spencer Forum, but, um, um, and I think he was right there. Um, I think we're running out. When, when you come back next time, I've got some extra questions about yes. how you can keep WordPress competitive, you know, allow new, new life into the WordPress bigger ecosystem, but how you can improve that people have a mixture of independent plugins and don't end up with a Frankenstein that doesn't really benefit anybody. Yeah, that's a tricky one. I don't think anybody's come up with a good answer, really. Um, no, but I think one of the way you do it is you look for quality providers, or you look for a company like WP Tonic or anybody out there that can provide guidance. These yep. these are reputable building plugins in your should be in your stack, and I think one of the great things that's happened lately is like. We're great fans of Fluent, Fluent CRM, yep. and the Fluent team, um, and they brought out a great calendar booking plugin. Um, it was really needed, um, and they brought that. And we're great fans of the Fluent Form plugin, the Free and the Pro. It's just a great stack, and combining that with Cadence as well. Yeah, with um, something like WP Fusion, um, you know, from Jack, he's a great developer yep. and entrepreneur in the WordPress space. Yeah, he doesn't pay me, folks, for that either. So. <laughs> uh, uh, but you but see, yeah, well, you see where I'm coming from. Can you see? Yeah, yeah, I know. And I use this. I mean, I use Fluent Support on a site as well. Um, it's great to have a a, a shared inbox where you're not. Um, you know, having to do that. Well, we're using a SaaS service at the present moment, but we're going to move to Fluent Support. Nice. Because yeah. um, um, I was using it, it was to his historic reason. I'm just lazy, folks. I've got so much <laughs> to deal with. And I had to pay for the, I was using the free service and I paid. And to have one custom field skill next year when it, re, when they, uh, if I let it renew, it's going to cost me over $300. It doesn't seem a huge amount, folks, but all these SAS 300s build up to a very large yep. bill at the end of the year. So yep. what are some of the things you just mentioned, um, Fluent Support? What are some of the other things? Fluent CRM, I think, you know, I've I've really um, used that on, on side projects and, and things like that. I, I love it. Um, I would say Automate Woo, and this would be a little bit like WP Fusion, Automate Woo has been a, a product that I um, I found a number of years ago, and it keeps delighting in terms of just making things really easy when I need to do custom automations using Word, using WordPress and WooCommerce. And I find myself needing to do that frequently um, because I'm a developer. It's pretty easy to be like, oh, I want to create this custom functionality, but then to get to trigger that easily through Automate Woo, I found that. That's a tool I use a lot on a lot of websites. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like the outside of the, you know, your big, like I obviously I use WooCommerce. Um, just recently I started using um, Verify um, Customer 
which is a WooCommerce extension, oh, and that's a, just like, verifies their email before they get access to their account. Oh, really? If they register on your registration page. And that's nice. Um, it's a nice way to just safeguard your account page. And even if you've got like, you know, stuff that you want to prevent someone from accessing without first always, creating an account. Can I ask you this before the last question? I'm throwing this one. It wasn't in our list, but why, what do you think's going on with WooCommerce? Because I think it's linked to how long Gutenberg's taken, really, because I just I just feel that Woo's just leaving a lot of money on the table. They have the, you know, it's... Um, and the reason why is that it's not going to make me any money, but... Uh, what benefits WordPress in general, I feel, will benefit me in the end? Karma. Yeah. Um, and I just feel that automatic, because of the length of Gutenberg, WooCommerce hasn't moved on. You know, I think they just said that you're going to utilize some of the blocks. But Shopify has just made a ton of money. And it, I, it was about six, seven years ago that the large shop, large, last large Shopify project I got involved and it was a nightmare. It was a, you know, the idea, you know, Shopify, like all these SaaS, it's fine if you're just going to stay with what they offer, but when you extend it, it gets really complicated. You think WordPress can get complicated. Uh, And I lost a lot of my hair through that project. Uh, um, Yeah, for sure. it just seems that where do you think WooCommerce is going? Do you think, would you agree what I'm hinting that it seems to be a giant and it needs a lot more love and it needs to be pushed? And I think the reason why it hasn't is around Gutenberg to some extent, or do you think I'm totally wrong here? No, I think, I think you're right. I think they've, they haven't known how to move forward um, with, with the, with Gutenberg. I think they, I don't know who made some of the decisions that were made and I don't want to rip on anyone, but I've been very confused as a developer of why they created two separate template systems, two separate CSS structures for one for Gutenberg and one for classic when both are needed all the time. It just means you're loading multiple things right now. They're using react to render out a basic reviews widget on the front end. There's some, just some, some interesting and strange decisions in some of the way that they're going about their Gutenberg stuff. And I just think, like a lot of people, they've been having to wait as Gutenberg matured to be able to say, this is how we're going to tackle this problem. And I'm, ho- I'm hopeful of the future. I know one of my uh, colleagues just went and took a job at Automatic. So James Kemp, who used to run oh, yeah. um, Iconic, he just took a job um, with WooCommerce to go and help them with that project. I think in particular, think about how they're working with third-party developers, how WooCommerce is working with third-party developers. But he's a wealth of knowledge, and I'm, I'm hopeful that that leads to good changes of like the way that they created their block structure was so unfriendly to third-party developers. Um that it was just kind of, it was just really weird. It was, it was kind of strange. I mean, part of WooCommerce's strength has been this stability and this ability to extend it. And 
you know, they did a lot of work to do optimizing the database tables and things like that for orders. And that's all like great work. Their, their work on cart and checkout took a really, really long time, but like it's, it's coming along. So you can see some things are moving. There's some good progress in certain areas, but it does miss the like where people have the hardest time with WooCommerce is in the product editing screen. It gets overwhelming. It's confusing. That should have been reactified and just a much smoother and ex- better experience a long time ago. And hopefully they'll they'll bring in the UX you know talent to make that happen and um, make that product editing screen amazing. And well, they've got a, they they've just got a golden opportunity if it was done right to really hurt Shopify where it really hurts, yep. haven't they? Yep, they do. You know, I just I'm not the I'm not the sm- I'm not the smartest tool in the toolbox. Um, I've lost more money. I've made some a lot of money in my life, but I've, my problem has been keeping it. Uh, um, <laughs> um, uh, but yep. I always, um, so I'm not the bluntest tool in the toolbox. So I'm not the sharpest either. But uh, it just seems obvious that a lot there's just enormous opportunities there. Yeah, it's done in the right way for automatic. Is that, and it's a clear. They can have their WooCommerce and they can make tons of money and they can pay back all their investors and everybody's happy and yep. they can still support the rest of us. Um, and there's just a ton of money there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think they've made some some decent strides with WooPay, uh, you know, creating their own payment gateway, essentially. And with Woo Express, they're definitely trying to like capture more of that lucrative audience um but there's some things that could be done to core to just take away that woocommerce is hard woocommerce is messy i'm gonna whoop shopify is so much easier well in, in a lot of ways it's not it's just well there's it, the- it really does need a fully home you know you get the best of both worlds you offer a fully hosted solution but then you yep. offer, you know, and but you have the ability. People can move to their self-hosted solution when it when they've yep. got requirements that necessitates yep. that. It's a win-win. One of those rare, one of those rare things. It is a win-win for everybody. It's a win for. Yep. Right. Got a couple more minutes because you've got to be off coding, or you, he's got a very large. He's got a lot. He's got to make a success of this. He's got a very large family of mouths to beat. Well, it's out of it. It keeps on growing. Uh, um, so, <laughs> God, you got any animal dogs, cats as well? No, we've been able to say no to that right now. We have four young kids, but yeah, they, they do ask for dogs and cats, and we're like, no, not right now. You look very relaxed on somebody that's got four small children. That's all I'm going to say. You're, you're right. Um, so I obviously I come from England. I've been living here almost twenty years. In the blessed, I am a joint citizen. I love America. I love Britain. Um, people say, which one do you like the most? I say well, they're just different. All right. Yeah. I got a, I got an American friend that's just moved to London. That's been there three years, and he said, I love England, but the weather's awful. And I said, <laughs> I just grin. And he said, I never knew the winters were so awful in London. He said, "It's just." He, he said, "It it he only lightens up around eleven a.m. and then 
it gets dark around 2.30. And that's why he's in his grave about five months. I said, yeah, that's it. Um, and, they, and that's why I don't want to go back. Not because I don't love the country, but I just can't stand it. Um, so I'm into Doctor Who and the TARDIS, though. Um, if you had your own TARDIS and you could go back earlier, I gave you that year. What you what if you knew a couple of things? But if you could go back to the early start of your career, is there like one thing that you, if you could consult yourself, give a little tip, you would love to be able to tell yourself? Um, man, it's so hard. I think. Um... Don't I, I tell you? Just go. I'll just tell myself. Don't. These negative messages that other people have told you, don't let it go and just go for it. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's super, super powerful. I think, I think there's that. And I think there is, um, you can get stressed about the demands that customers are making on your product. Um, you know, you create something. I don't know. You thing. Oh, because I, I, I know because I run this small hosting company. I know the crazy supporting, the, the craziness yeah. of yeah. People, uh, a lot of people. Yeah, people, um, yeah, I mean, you just, you got to be able to take it in stride. And I think you got to give yourself the slack of saying, like, I, like it will be impossible for me to serve everyone as much I as I want everyone to have a good experience. I know you got your family and you, you, are you still living in Montana? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you, you know, he's, he's God's country. Um, I know it's cliche, but it's true, isn't it? Uh, um, how do you realize, how, how do you manage to totally switch off? Do you manage to totally switch off? Uh, uh, yeah, I I would say my wife would tell you I do a pretty good job. I think part of it is the space I'm in. Like this, I'm in. This is um, actually my neighbor's basement. I'm just like three houses away from my house. Uh, by leaving this, I can just leave it all when I walk out the door, and that helps a lot. I go home. And I'm not having to to take on all of that pressure. That's not always been the case. Certainly in the early days, uh, that's that's been a learned thing. And there's n- there's no like arriving. You won't so this, get this is the highlight of your career, Ben. Ending up in the neighbor's basement. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Oh. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a it's a daylight basement. I I love you. Out that was English there. humor, Ben. That was English humor. Yeah. But yeah, I I um. I think that's a big part. Like it, you will not arrive in, in product. You, there will always be something else to build. There will always be a new demand and a new feature request and an, like, or, or, you know, Hey, your thing isn't as good. You'll always, always hear that. And so you just have to take, do what you can and do the best you can and make sure that you're, you're being transparent with your customers about this is what I'm able to accomplish. And, I think that's like, uh, yeah, you just save so much of your mental space of like, I, I can't, I can remember many, many days early on just being very stressed out by the demands and being like, I have to get this out because people are wanting this. And, uh, yeah, you have to be, well, you just got to, you do, you know, sometimes you do need to have to push yourself. It's just, yes, but yeah. it's just, but it's, you you tend to listen at the beginning of your career to those that shout the the loudest, don't they? 
and they tend to be the most unrealistic. Uh, um, so it takes a little bit of experience to ju- if somebody is generally needs something in, or they just tried it on, uh, um, and it's a judgment call every time. So, Ben, what's the best way for people to find out what you're up to and some of your faults, Ben? Yeah, so we have a Facebook group um, at Cadence. It's There's links on our website. It's um, a, just a really good community. Please, I'm a member. Yeah, we have almost 13,000 people in it, and it's very active, mostly with, like, Cadence. How do I do this in Cadence and, you know, things like that. But I, I would say that is a great way to, like, hear what's going on in our community and then also like uh you know i've been posting in there more and i would intend to post in there more as we go forward with like videos of like hey here's where we're up to um but that's a that's a great place we post about you know our podcast when we release some and things like that in there so that's kind of like where you'll get stuff but you can always go to our website and subscribe to our newsletter as well we send out usually something on thursdays of like here's what's going on with cadence and you'll you know anything that uh you know a new youtube video that i did or something it'll all show up there no that's great and folks we record this on thursdays around 9 a.m pacific standard time it's up the um, live show is always up there and we'd love you to join and um put some questions to our guests um that would be great so remember that at 9 a.m pacific standard time join us if you've got any questions got some fab guests got uh, a couple more weeks before I have my Christmas New Year break. I've got some great guests coming up and we've got some great guests for January as well. Ben, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. I think we've covered a load of stuff. I haven't, I've interrupted a little bit, but not too much. I think we are bugger for that. Um, but I think we've really covered a lot of ground, actually, a ton of stuff in an hour. Um, and yeah, hopefully you agree. I know you're busy. <laughs> But hopefully you come back sometime in the new year and we can have another chat. That would be great, Ben. Sounds great. Yeah, I'll en- always enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Ben. We will be back soon, folks. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.